What's good, everybody? Welcome to the BG Soup <laughs> Episode Awesome Two. Episode two. Really, episode three, but uh, no one can we, know. Uh, I was gone on a we're trip. We're forgetting about episodes of the past. Yeah. It's in the past, Ben. Bonus content. I went, no, maybe. I went on a trip to Colorado. That's why I was gone last week. (laughs) Couldn't record. (laughs) Nothing but lies. I'm super popular and and hip and travel worthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... The office. Yeah. (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) I'll never get over that. That cracks me up every time. Yeah. How's it going? Our content is so funny. How's it going? (laughs) Um, Did you enjoy our workout this morning? Uh, yeah. It was pretty good. Dude, bench press is like the most satisfying thing like to do. Yeah. You it's know? like the epitome of manliness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we didn't even do like like bench the bench press, bench press. Yeah. We did like free weights. Free weights, yeah, yeah like dumbbells. Yeah, dumbbells, yeah. Um it's which is better for your stabilizer muscles yeah. than a machine or even a bench uh, bench press bar, really. Yeah, well, the bar is fine. I mean, people do it, you know, all the time. Have you ever seen the videos of the guys who have, like, tear their muscles working out? Did you ever see that? No. I, I've i seen the people who, like, quack like a duck while no, they're no, doing no, no, it. No. But There's a guy, he's doing oh. um, isolated. Yeah. Is that the guy who tore his bicep? <laughs> yes. I heard about that. Yes. What did it, oh. uh, like literally he's he's got his arms on like the machine or whatever uh-huh. with the pad. Oh yeah. And he's lifting it, you know, and they say that's why you're not supposed to hyperextend. Oh. But he's doing this and you see his whole bicep just go roop. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It is it is no That fun. makes me faint. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's not good. <laughs> I'm sure but he wasn't feeling just like whoop. He wasn't feeling too fine and dandy after that, I don't think. Did like the video cut off or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, because most of the time, I feel like when people are filming that stuff, the bad thing happens. They turn the, you know, the camera person would keep rolling, but right. any normal human is like, oh hey, you need help, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You just tore your muscles, you know. You just so. tore your entire bicep. Yeah. Like it was probably already like not letting himself rest enough, and there was like micro tears that weren't healed, and that was like all it took to. It's like a perforated paper, just like. Yeah. Tore through. Yeah. No good. That's why you strengthen your your tendons. No, for real. And I mean, your muscles. well, the cool thing about I don't think you know some people are like, oh, calisthenics, you know, only calisthenics, <laughs> you know. But for me, I feel like you need you need both. I, I I love calisthenics because they have a direct correlation to the mus like the muscles that you need for that exercise are being immediately affected. You know, like a pull up. For yeah. example, like if you do a pull up, every muscle that's needed to do to do a pull up is being used, yeah, and is being torn and strengthened. You know, that's called a, like it's called uh, a workout. <laughs> yeah. Well, like well, like some workouts, for example, like a bench, like yeah. when you're on a regular bench. Um, sometimes what can happen is because you're in this kind of constricted form where the bar, it's like it's basically forcing you to use some muscles that aren't necessarily. That's what they say. It isolates them. It isolates them almost yeah. too much. Well, and the point is to increase your gains, right? Yeah, yeah. And like if you iso- isolating is great to increase strength, but you need to you're right, you need to like balance it with rest and stuff. Mhm. We're both uh licensed 
Yeah. Physical we know therapist. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I actually... Listen, we're experts. I ran Iron Man's. Yeah. Iron Man's. <laughs> Iron Man. I saw the first, second, and the third movie. Yeah, yeah. It's called an Iron Man Marathon, actually. Yeah, yeah. So. What's your favorite workout? Um... My favorite workout is the one I do. <laughs> you know, like the one, you know, just being consistent. You yeah, know? I get you. I'd say for me, I really enjoy uh, heavy bag. Hmm. You know, doing the boxing stuff, and I, I really like that too. Yeah, I actually used to do that back in high school when I was still weak and scrawny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess chubby and weak. But <laughs> you were just you were kind of in an in between phase as far as like. Yeah. <laughs> what well, what drew like what drew you to doing the boxing, doing the heavy bag, that sort of thing? Uh, you're not gonna like it, Ben. You're oh, not gonna no. like my answer. Don't say anime. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's anime. Isn't it, it? it was it was uh, it was motivation in anime. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it, it was one. No, it was called uh, Hajime no Ippo, or like the fighting of Ippo, like the the the. What it was the story of a boxer, the basically. rounded bow. Yeah, the story of a high school boxer uh, who starts out as like this kid who's bullied and pushed around, and he doesn't really stand up for himself or stuff. Mm. But then one day he meets this boxer who's like, "Why are you letting these kids push you around, man? Yeah. You know?" Uh-huh. And he's like, "Here, punch this punching bag. It'll make you feel better." Uh-huh. He's like, "Pretend it's those bullies." And he's like, "What? No!" And then he does it, yeah. and he's like really good uh-huh. like, like he actually like skins his knuckles or whatever a little bit which is something that happens when like people who are like they've got a lot of power but they're not like used to boxing they don't have a callus they don't have a callus exactly. yeah and they're yeah. not used to boxing and so this guy's like oh my gosh this guy could be like really good a great a great rookie oh, yeah. right he's like yeah. he could be the next rookie um and it just goes from there you know he like gets different skills and stuff typical typical anime shonen arc yeah story arc yeah 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 and it's which is like yeah yeah which i don't know do you feel like for that sort of thing i mean i guess you in this case like you were inspired by it right yeah i i was inspired by the the hard work you know like Mm -hmm. his character was strong because before he started boxing his mother is a widow so uh, he would help her with her fishing business. She runs like a fishing shop. And so the way he got strong is he was always like carrying everything. So yeah. she wouldn't have to carry heavy stuff. And he would like do that. And that mm. was like his workout, you know, before like he, yeah. like became farmer boxer. strength. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. The yeah. farmer, farmer, yeah. farmer strength. But, um, so, but even afterward then he would still work hard at his training. Yeah. And like, he was always like, he was always up against really bad odds, like in each of his consecutive matches. So like his first match, like he's rivaled against this guy who he's really skilled and was like born and raised in boxing, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a really skilled outfighter or outboxer. And do you know like the, like infighters versus outfighters? Well, like I know I know Tyson was an infighter, right? Yeah. Mike Tyson. So which, yeah. Which typically if you have shorter limbs. Yeah. You know, you kind of get your leverage. You from go in close, twisting your hips. Right. You you go in close. You go lots of powerful hook shots and uppercuts and body shots. Right. You're getting inside. 
and in fighter. I'm definitely not that way. I got yeah. those long limbs, you know? Yeah. Long <laughs> limbs and a, a long reach, a lot of height. Generally, you're more favored for outboxing, which is more about like getting in quick jabs and you go for points usually rather mm-hmm. than for KOs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, so this rival character, he's like a outboxer and he's an infighter. And the whole like trope is that like, oh, like he, the, the, the infighter brute, you know, has to rely on strength. And so he's always like figuring out like a strategy mm-hmm. mixed with training to like give him a shot at winning. Yeah. And his attitude is always like, he's not like, I'm going to win. He's always just sort of like, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to see if I can like, like in the first one, he's like, I'm going to see if I can land a, a punch on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, he's like, oh. I'm going to see if I can beat him, you know? And he's, like, building yeah. his his confidence. Totally. You know, it makes me think of... I've got these... Someone uh, gave me these shirts um, called GGG. It's like a ministry. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that? You were wearing one. Yeah, you? I was wearing one this morning. <laughs> yeah. I love what then, it says. And then you showered and you put on a, a better shirt. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> a different one. <laughs> Another shirt. Not stanky. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I love what it says on the back. It says, uh, train, equip, launch. Um... I didn't see that part. Yeah, it says it on the back. Oh, on the back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love even thinking about like training in the gym. I, you know, I keep I keep thinking about uh, one of my you know close friends, Zach. You know, we, and we talk about kind of relating the discipline and sort of the delayed gratification of like going to the gym to like how that kind of relates to like things in the spirit. You know, like, especially mm. with, like, things like Bible study, you know, like studying the word. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're improving yourself in various ways. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, yeah, you're growing. And, but the thing I think about it is, is, like, it's a bit of discipline, no? I mean, we kind of yeah. have to choose to show up. Oh, yeah, know, like, like, there there are for sure times where, uh, like, I have not wanted to read the Bible. Mm. I mean, and even right now, like... I'm I'm not doing it. You know? <laughs> I'm not. You're in a Bible study, aren't you? <laughs> I know. I do the reading, but I don't do anything besides that. Yeah. I don't do extra. Yeah. You know, I do what's asked of me, and that's it's kind of what I do. Well, I think the thing with it is, is like it can so quickly turn into a burden, a burden, or even a religious sort of mindset. And it's not about that at all. It's just like, did you watch that video I sent you? The Which one about discerning the the spirit. No. That one guy. Oh, dude, you got to watch it, bro. It's so good. So he talks about it. But basically how, like, there are some, like, Christians who, like, basically they're they're kind of like... Are you talking about the one where it says, like, how Christians worshipped back then? Mm, I was watching that one. I don't, I don't know, know if you sent that one to I me. I think I, I, think I just found it. Yeah. I think I just found that one. Well, but he was talking about how, like, some people are think number one reading the word is like you know religious which is really sad what do you mean well they think of it as being like oh i'm so spiritual that i'm just gonna feel it out yeah feel it out you know feel out the vibe yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) and like there's nothing wrong with listening to the voice of the lord but (laughs) like so often we've seen people who you know it's a pendulum totally like totally there are people who swing one way and yeah. they're like, oh, we have to read the Bible all the time. Yeah. And if you don't, you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. And what is it actually that improves us? All oh, just the act of reading it. And it's like, no, you're, you're missing it. Yeah. You're missing it. Because 
Because the, the scribes and Pharisees, that's what they did. Right, exactly. They just read the, they the were, scriptures. Right? right. Yeah. They were whitewashed tombs. Totally. You swing the other way, and you have people who don't read it at all. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know what? Actually, I choose to avoid it. I see it as like a religious yeah. like thing, you know. There's a balance. Totally. There's a balance. And like there's a my pastor uh Pastor Slavic, he talked about the at three your, at your church. At yeah, at, yeah, at at Garden City. Mm-hmm. Um he said there's there's three Bs that people often are like I think they're the main ways people get stopped up with scripture. I'm trying to remember. One of them was burden. So it's where like ugh, like I don't have time. You know, or it's just, or no. So the first one is actually boring. Mm. That one is like, uh, I could read the Bible or I could play a video game or something. You know, it's like, it's a competition between like forms of stimuli almost. Um, And that's the one way that it can lose out. Well, and if you're trying, if you're framing it in that context. Yeah. Nothing about that is appealing to our flesh. No. Like reading the word or like, and, and it's not about. Even as yeah. like, even as uh, like someone who enjoys writing mm-hmm. and reading, mm-hmm. like there are times where I've seen like, oh man, like this is actually a pretty cool literary moment, you know. Like for example, when David is he's been betrayed. I think he's been. Is this is when he's been betrayed by Saul. So he was sort of like Saul's loyal. Uh, like man, he was like he was there for him at when he first killed Goliath. He was in the king's court. He was in the and then he was in the king's court. Right. And, he, and then he played. He would like play music, to calm him down, to and, to calm his demons. To Saul calm had his, literal yeah, demons. He had literal demons. Yeah. And then uh, Saul realized that like, oh, David's going to be the next king, and he wanted to try to kill him. So David had to flee, right? Mm-hmm. And so David's at this low point where he's in hiding and he needs help. So he goes, one of the first things he needs when he's going out with like his own close group of supporters in secret, he goes to the temple, right? And he goes there and he talks to the priest Hmm. who's there. And, uh, he says, uh, like we need, it's like, we need like supplies and stuff. And I think he said, we need weapons. He says like, I need a sword. And do you know what sword he got? He got the sword that he gave to Saul. The sword of Goliath. That's right. And the priest says, this is the only one that we have. And, and, and as David takes it, he says, there are none like this. And I imagine what like must've been going through his mind. Like this is like the most like kind of like weird, weirdly tragic and poetic is like, he gave the sword to Saul, right? One time as a sign of his fealty. Mm. And now it's being given back to him by this priest. And it's like this symbol of like your, that connection you had with Saul is now. Totally. No and talk about like betrayal, you know, because like, because the thing about it, think about it. He was literally a shepherd boy. Yeah. Right. He was the least of his family in some yeah. ways. Right. The king of Israel Saul, right? He probably looked up to him in some ways, you know, thinking, oh, this is like God's appointed king. king, This is God's anointed, you know, because they anointed Saul Mm -hmm. right before they did David. And literally the king is being harassed by demons, 
literally at one point hurls a spear at him. <laughs> you know, like he experiences the betrayal, the the same sort of betrayal that you know Jesus does. You know, he's a Christ type, right? You know, mm. like, and I think about even today. You know, there have been people who've talked about. You know, there's going to be a time in your life where someone who spoke, who you're supposed to be close to, someone who you look up to, maybe or like we all experience the betrayal yeah. in some way as part of our portion, you know, in Christ, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And some, and it's, it's often people who are close, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you can only really be betrayed by someone who's been like an ally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So that's a cool moment that like just reading it even from a story standpoint is cool. What I've found is what's added to my appreciation of a lot of things has been my faith. Like seeing seeing my salvation in Christ and the grace of God. Like uh Preach cast, no, but like, but it's just like preach it, bro, preach it. No, but it's just like, so the movie, the movie for Abraham. Let's start with like his a only kind son. of his only son. Right, that's what it's called. Right, um, it's kind of like a low example for me because I didn't really enjoy it very much. You didn't I'm just gonna put it out there. Overall, it was pretty it. boring. Well, it was there was cool details in there. The story itself is what made it right for me. The story yes. of faith. The story of faith. Right. Well, right. and that's that exactly. I watched it and I watched it with one of my friends. And I at the so so let me just start you with the beginning here. So beginning of the movie, I'm watching, I'm sort of absorbing the details. Oh, they got cool, like accurate attire and costumes. Yeah. This landscape's probably how a lot of their home looked, you know, um, the home they were going to. Um and we get introduced to each of these characters. And the actors, they have a lot of passion, you can tell. Um, I, I think that. I at least believe so. And they have pretty good performances. I would say so. I um, thought it was really good. My least favorite character. I know, I know. Yes. <clears throat> well, you, you said you were, I remember you telling me, you said your least favorite character was the son. Yeah. Right. Isaac. Isaac, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he looks too old. Well, he's probably like 19. Right. Right. But at the same time, like, he still doesn't act the way he looks. He's supposed to act like this little, little boy, right? Well, I don't think In the think Bible, he was does it say little. how old he is? I think he was a teenager. I think he was... He was older than what you would think. Because mm. the, the way they tell the story, um, they act kind of like, you know, he had just sort of been born almost. Mm-hmm. You know, the way the story tells it. Um, let me look it up. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's, it's not just a huge like, deal. It's just kind of interesting, you know? So while Ben looks it up, and I keep the audience engaged. So, Isaac, I don't know. He just took me out of it. He took me out of it. I don't know if the kids were that pale, and they just got they got their tanness from working in the sun and stuff. He just did not strike me. Apparently, he was anywhere between... He was older than four or five okay. and younger than 36 or well, that, 37. Very helpful. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but that's old. Gotquestions.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So by law of averages, he was like He could have been 20. in his 30s, though. Yeah, that's true. It looks like they're, they, they don't agree. 
Mm. There's there's different there's different ideas, right? I feel like Isaac would have had his own sons. Well, so if he got to a certain age, so it probably makes sense that it was earlier, because the whole idea was that by killing Isaac, not only was he losing his only son, he was also losing his like line. His line was going to be cut off again. You know, because be. if Isaac had sons, then there would still be blood. So it would make sense that it would probably be earlier, right? Well, just well, a theory. Well, I mean, thinking about it, like, imagine though the faith that Abraham had. He, I mean, we saw in the film, like, he was so sorrowful the whole time. Mm. But, but the faith to say, to acknowledge God above even that, yeah. that ridiculous sounding. Um, ask yeah, yeah that request really it was a command it, it wasn't was a request. it was well so so that was sort of my initial impression in the beginning the plot kind of goes on and the thing is there's not much plot like there's flashbacks there's we're, we're learning different aspects of the characters like oh there was his wife you know her beginning impression of his god her struggle with idol worship totally Hagar and yeah. how she kind of said, no, just sleep with Hagar. I did not like his wife. <laughs> well, she... Re- I, mean, I started to feel like she was like, uh, she's a very manipulative person. And I get that the well, people in the Bible are flawed. Exactly. She's she's a human, just like anyone I get else. It. That makes sense. You know? It, it just doesn't seem like they actually gave any resolution to some of the things that happened. Like, Abraham is... Very stoic, understandably. He's trying not to break under this pressure. Totally. He's probably his mind is probably like a roller coaster. Um and his wife like we like see the actions that his wife has. I wish there would have been maybe some like resolution between the two of them. Something that would have been like, oh, like they've moved on from that or I don't know. Well, well, sure. And and we're we're to me, of, as a, as we're a, speculating a little bit. Right. We're speculating. Now I will say though, like I think about, and obviously you and I aren't well, married. Because right? the way I'm, we're not married, right? So I'm talking about the movie. I'm not talking about the actual accurate historical Bible story. Because, and and you were saying something. So I'm, I want to just sort of put that there. I'm going to set that down. Sure. Uh, what I'm talking about is the, the, as a, as through the medium, what I would have liked. But see yeah. what you're going to say. Well, I was just going to say, like, I imagine in some ways, because, you know, we've seen it amongst fellow believers but there are there are times when you might be in faith about something yeah okay and someone again someone close to you um who's supposed to be with you yeah is not yeah and so you have to still remain on the abiding in that path of faith you know that yeah. the lord has for you even if someone who should be with you in something is not. Yeah. So. So 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 even even that in that example, yeah. like where maybe his wife and we're speculating, right? Oh. But maybe even if it wasn't resolved, he it was still his his responsibility mm. to r- not waver, to be steadfast. You yeah. know. So, so I got some mango in my teeth still. Yeah. Those um. Out of season mangoes can get a little stringy. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, like he, it just, I, I, I found a hard time connecting with them 
You know, like they, they almost didn't feel like people in some ways. Sometimes they felt like, like stoic, like monuments or like statues of characters in a way, like caricaturized in their, in the director's vision. Like even the movie poster I don't sense with that. how it portrays them is like, like you see their face, you see all the details on it, you see like their expression. They're like looking at the camera or like looking slightly off. And like like all their features are on full display, yet the, yet that almost makes them feel like statuesque to me. Like I, I I had a I had a difficult time ever connecting with any character, and I get that you're not supposed to like. There are some stories where you're not really supposed to be relating to them. Maybe that's kind of the thing. Is I'm I'm used to that kind of story where we have some sort of like emotional in, you know, to get us to get us kind of invested. The thing is, like, I didn't, I didn't see that. Isaac was maybe supposed to be that, but I, I, I kind of didn't like Isaac's I mean, performance. Or we're I don't know. well, from my perspective, like, when when the Lord promised, you know, like, listen, your descendants will be greater than the stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. Try to count them. Try to count the stars. Your descendants will be greater. You know, we are. We are literally the sons that was promised to him, right? Yeah. I think it's in Hebrews, you know, um, talks about, you know, by faith, right? By faith. So we are sons. So the same kind of faith that Abraham had, the to not see, but to believe, right? The intangible sort of substance, substance of faith that produces action. It produces. Sorry, I, was, I was getting distracted. You're yeah. saying so. You're saying his faith actually led to tangible results. A hundred percent. Yeah, it led to. I agree. It led to literally. If we trace it all the way back, it's it's the consecrating of a people, mm-hmm. right? Called yeah. them out. He called them out. He consecrated yeah. them out of the four all these nations that were idol worshippers, right? Mm-hmm. So in the same way. We are also sons. We're the same partakers of that promise. We're called out, and, right. and you know Hebrews says, you know, we're we're now a royal priesthood, mm-hmm. you know, holy nation, you know. Yeah, and and the thing is, none of that relates to how the movie was good. Like, I think it's easy to pull down. It is, and and it is very hard. Easy to be a critic. Exactly, exactly, and so I like criticizing though. It can be good. It can be good. Only I think if it propels us to produce better, hmm. you know, that's true. I mean, we can acknowledge weaknesses. I was sure, going to say, but... like, you don't have to be a doctor to tell someone, oh, you can't criticize me. Why don't you be a doctor? It's like, no, I could still criticize you. Right. Even if All I don't right. do it. I just think that sometimes if we were to do that with people, it wouldn't be very fun for anyone. Am I doing that with people? I don't think so. I'm just saying, like, taking that same sort of mindset. I'm doing know. that with the, just my overall rating of the movie, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So. The, There's not a lot of movies that cover this very true. narrow, yes. you know, journey. It, it, it is. You know? it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a big undertaking. The thing is, know? it deserves better. That's my idea. Like, I feel like the best companies should be working on it, and at the same time, they shouldn't be. The, the, it, it's the Catch-22 where it's like, 
oh, would you rather they have had like a big studio work on it and pour millions of dollars into it? And then it's like, which no one would do because like they're going to see it as like unprofitable. Right. It would be watered down anyway. You know, and the thing is like, do you go that way or do you go the way of like VidAngel, right? That's the studio. I think I can't remember if it's the distribution company or the studio. Okay. Well, you go with the studio that did it and VidAngel distributed it. But it, it just feel like it could have been like better, you know? And maybe that's the wrong attitude to have. Like maybe next, the next one they do will be better. Yeah. You know? Um, I think you can only get so much from it. It's true. You know? And I think it serves as a good visual story, storytelling, you know, like, but it's not perfect. No. And it's, not many things are. (laughs) Well, it's far from perfect. Like, I mean, imagine this. Those of you who watch this movie, listen to this. Imagine we as we go through the whole movie, but from the perspective of Isaac instead of Abraham, because I think their focus on this journey and the actions of Abraham are so intent. I think they they forgot maybe, well, part of Abraham, part part of the amazing part of his story was the influence he had and, and what he did his actions. But they made him the central character. And central characters in stories need a journey, right? And I think when you're ranking a movie out of an account like that, at least out of an account like that, what would give the movie more dynamism and and get more interest going, let the audience use their imagination. Because we have Abraham in front of us and he's center stage, we know he's upset. Mm. You know? We know we, like we could read the Bible. We don't have to watch the movie to know Abraham's going through hell. But now what if we put it for us from the eyes of Isaac? Now we have insight into Isaac and we're like, oh, this is how Isaac feels. Oh, this is what he's thinking. Oh, this is how he sees his dad. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what's gonna happen yet when they get to the end of this journey. What his dad's gonna say to him. So our journey parallels Isaac's where we're both kind I mean, of seeing his totally. father Abraham they, they could have done that without changing too too much they could have just added that in honestly right. and it would have been nice honestly it would have been cool and that's using the medium right Isaac is our lens and then what would have been even better at the end after he survives we see a glimpse into that promise being lived out Isaac Maybe Isaac closes his book or whatever, or he finishes the story. Like, and that's the story of what my father did. And his sons are like, oh, wow, you know? And we see the next generation, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be that corny. Yeah. That's an exaggeration, yeah. but, like, that would have been so gratifying. Yeah, you're right. It would have taken that, and not only would it have grounded what happened in actual results for us yeah. to see without having to say it, it would have it would have completed and balanced out this whole thing. Cause the whole movie is so morose. It's so sad. And it's a sad story, but like, I mean, the dips into it. Was a, it see, but that's the thing is like, it, it was seasoned with, I know, you know, I get it. I yeah. have a faith and I, I understand that. Yeah. I cried at the ending. Mm-hmm. I bawled at the ending. I didn't like the movie, but I still bawled because at the very, very end, I saw him holding the knife. I saw, I saw the mother grieving. I saw all of this. And in my heart, in my heart of hearts, I said, and the, he, and the Lord didn't make them do it. 
but he went through it instead. Right. He lived that out. Yeah. And it humanized what God did. And when I say humanized, I mean it let me understand it through my own my own feelings and my own emotions. Well, that and that is the beauty of actually imagination. Right. Like God has given us the tool of imagination. Right. And I took that without the movie having to do it. Right. This, you know, the sad thing is like, you know, so many use it for evil, but like we can use it for good. Like in that moment. Imagination or movies? Imagination. Like you can use that to think about the fact that literally God did send his only son, you know? Yeah. And he, he was beaten to a pulp more than anyone ever had before. He was the most innocent person. Yeah. The most undeserving who got the worst treatment, right? The Romans literally created crucifixion as a torturous form of execution to inflict the most pain in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. His own mother didn't even recognize him. He was, he was that... When? When when she went up to the cross, like his own mother didn't recognize him. Um, is that true? I think so. I think there's. I also, think he said, "Look upon your son," um, when she was there. I I might be getting this mixed up. It I could be when maybe he was actually. I don't know. He was resurrected, actually, and oh. because he he was so different from maybe how. She'd seen him He was. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm, I'm getting it probably mixed up a little bit. But I remember at one point she didn't recognize Apostate! Mr. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. yeah. So. Well, yeah, so all in all, you know, man movie. I would say watch it if you want to see a, you know, a... Incredible story. Uh, incredible story with a, you know, mediocre kind of representation. I'd give it a seven. I'd say don't go there if you're just about the movies, but go there if you want the story. The story of Abraham. The story of Abraham. Right. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the next movie, they'll just improve with time, you know? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, and the thing about movies... Oh, man, we just passed 35 minutes. So we got to wrap, we, we wrap this up. Wait, the, we, the camera missed it for six minutes. Oh. Anyway. Hold on, hold on. Let me start the recording again. Ben's like, my version. The immersion's broken. We should probably wrap it up, honestly. I don't know, quitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been 36 minutes, bro. That's a long... I'm, that's a long... Are you tired? I'm just no. getting into the swing. Well, let's end it. And let's, let's go for three hours. We'll, we'll end it and we'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> long cast. <laughs> no, no, no. We only meet weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben, don't, don't break the immersion. Too late. It's happening. Uh, okay. We're doing I, I don't want to go too long. I do have a thing after this. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> oh man, we started off suddenly last time, probably mid sentence. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Stupid Ben. This has been a good episode. Providing all of the equipment that stops early. <laughs> I could do better. This is no. This has been good. It's cool to talk about. So for those of you who haven't seen the second episode, go watch that. No, watch this one. We won't explain any further than that. (laughs) 